I, I told the, the first service this. I, you know, we are blessed every week when we come here and uh, the band leads us in worship. And the thing that blows me away is that they are all just people from the church that come up and sing. And so I'm just always appreciative. Every time they, they lead us in music, I am blessed. And so I am thankful for them. And then I want you all to know I am thankful for you. Uh, last Sunday we had, of course, and I said last Sunday, there was a super, it's a Super Bowl Sunday for Christians all over the world because it is a time when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. It was a, it was a busy weekend, and uh, you guys, as usual, you were, you were shining bright. Uh, we had our Easter extravaganza uh, last weekend, and so we do this every year. We do it for the community at the YMCA, the Jeep Rogers YMCA. And so we, there was a video that we made just so that if you weren't there or maybe you were there, it's kind of hard to see everything that's going on. And so we have a video we'd just like to show you so you can see what you did and, and how you participated. And so I'd just like for you all to watch this. Y'all did a great job. Y'all did a great job. I was trying to figure out the kid getting fingerprinted. He has a record, and uh, so uh, we got him out of there as quick as we could. You know, my, my favorite, probably my favorite thing there, other than seeing all the kids pick up twenty thousand plus eggs in uh, in less than like three minutes, was did any of y'all eat the barbecue sandwiches? Oh, golly, those were the, they do a great job every year. But I just uh, y'all, it's getting close to lunchtime. And uh, those were the, they did the best job on the barbecue sandwiches, I thought, this year. So I, that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about today. Just sort of where my mind is. Hopefully it's going to get onto God's Word now. Uh, we are, uh, today we are looking at Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to be looking in verse number 24. So if you have your Bible and you want to turn there, uh, this is probably going to be a passage of Scripture that a lot of you are familiar with. And uh, we have a theme every year. We have a theme for the year, and our theme for this year is unshakable. Uh, we started off in January talking about the God that we serve. 
He is unshakable. And then we moved into February, and February, of course, is when you have Valentine's Day, and we talked about the unshakable love of God. Then we moved into to March, and we talked about the unshakable peace that God provides those who follow Him. And today, we are beginning a, a, new, a new focus, and that is the unshakable message that God gives to His people. God gives us the kind of message and the kind of foundation in life that whenever storms move your way, uh, you're going to be able to stand firm. Uh, you will not be moved, not because of who you are, but because of who God is and the hope and the promise that he gives us in Scripture. Uh, there's a story back, you might remember, in 1992, I believe, it was, I believe it was Hurricane Andrew rolled through Florida. And uh, if you remember that, it, it caused, I believe it was $30 billion dollars worth of damage. So a film crew went out, they went to this one neighborhood, and every house in the neighborhood was leveled. But there was one house that was still standing. And the guy was in his yard, and he was working. And so the camera crew, they saw this, and they, they went to the guy in his yard, and they said, how in the world is it that your house is still standing and everybody else is down? And he had a real simple answer. He said, I built this house myself, and he said, there's a building code. And they told me what the building code was, and they told me that in my roof trusses, I needed to use, I needed to use two by six roof trusses, and he said, I did. He said, and my house withstood the storm. And he said, I guess everybody else around here did not build their house according to code. Well, I want you to know that God has a code that he wants you to build your life by. And if you build your life according to the code that God lays out for us in Scripture, you're going to have the kind of life that's going to be able to withstand storms. Now, I'm not saying that you get to avoid the storms. I'm just saying that you get to withstand those storms. And that's where our focus today is going to be in the Scriptures that we're looking at. And so that's why we're going to look in Matthew chapter 7. And in our Scripture, Jesus was speaking to a really large crowd. And he's speaking to a large crowd of people, and he wanted to share with them how they could build a life according to code. How they could build a life that was going to have a solid foundation so that whenever you know, the waves of life come, out, come at you, that you're not going to be knocked over. And so this section of scripture we're looking at, this is the very last part of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard of that before. But when Jesus preached this message, he was, in, he was in northern Israel. And there's a big lake up there. It's called the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus was on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. He's teaching this lesson. And there, there are thousands of people that show up to hear Jesus. And, and they show up to hear Jesus teach because he was, I mean, he was a great teacher. The Bible tells us that the people were drawn to him because he taught differently than everybody else. He was a guy who taught as one who had authority. Now, not only that, but Jesus oftentimes, when he would teach, he would take a break and he'd go around and he'd start healing people. And, and so as you can imagine, there were a lot of people who looked at Jesus. They saw the miracles that he performed, but they saw him and he had a great, for them, an entertainment value. But Jesus didn't just come here in order to entertain people. Jesus came here in order to teach people, in order to teach people about how to have life. And then he shared with them today in our passage of Scripture 
about how to have a life that is built on solid ground. Because, y'all, there's going to be a day of testing for all of us. Uh, we're told one of those big days is coming. It's, it's Hebrews 9.27. It says, it is appointed unto man once to die and then to face the judgment. Whose judgment? Well, God's. And so because of that, we want to make sure before that day comes that we're ready. And that's what Jesus is talking about today. And he talks about how we can lay a good foundation, how we can build our lives according to his code. So how do we do that? We're just going to look at a couple of things today. And one of the ways that we can build our lives according to God's code is this is what it begins with. It begins with having a wise builder. You know, if you're going to have any kind of construction going on, you want to make sure that you have somebody that knows how to build. And so Jesus talks about this. If you look with me in verse number 24, Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears excuse me, who hears these words of mine, and here's the key part, it says, and acts on them, will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. And then go down to verse number 26. It says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, Jesus is speaking of construction here, of building. Now, in Northeast Columbia, where we are, you may have noticed that there's a whole lot of construction going on. Have y'all, have y'all noticed that? Um, it seems like, I mean, I know it's been a little bit longer, but it seems like about maybe two months ago that they built these houses right over here, right, right next to the church. And, and then I, it's like one day I saw like there was, I think they started out with three houses, and then now it, I think it's like it became 200 within like two weeks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, this whole community has just absolutely popped up out of nowhere. Now, I know that whenever people are moving into a new home, uh, one of the questions that they ask or that they're thinking of is, well, who is the builder? You know, who's the one that built this home? And, and the reason why they ask that question is because if the builder has a good reputation, then they have a lot of confidence about moving into that home. So if you have a good builder, you know, that you feel confident, uh, you think, man, I can buy this house and I know that the roof's not going to cave in on me, that the ground's not going to crack and I'm going to get swallowed up by the earth. And so you want to know that you have a good builder. So obviously knowing who your builder is, it's important. So here's the question for you spiritually. Do you know who your builder is spiritually? You know, where is the foundation, where has it been laid in your life? What is it in your life that you're saying, I am standing on this. All of my hope, all of my dreams are rooted in this foundation. Because I believe people are looking for something that they can count on in life today. I mean, if you, if you watch what's going on in our world, and if you're you know, prob and I'm, I think I'm becoming more aware of this. I don't know. It probably happens for everybody. But once you kind of, kind of, kind of get a little bit older, and, and like like I am now, I'm starting to look and I'm starting to think, hey, things are, things are changing. You know, and then you become. I think yeah, that's where I have to guard against being the you know the proverbial grumpy old person. But I, the stuff that I grew up with, it, it's becoming different now. I mean, the stuff that that used to be normal. It's not normal anymore, and the stuff that used to be what I would say is weird, 
maybe perverted and crazy, we're calling that stuff normal now. And I'm just like a little bit confused. I mean, it's like I'm like going, what in the world is going? Do, am I the only, do any of y'all feel that way or is, am I it? Okay, there's four of us. So the rest of y'all are like, hey, I'm good with this. Okay, my mind is blown right now, and I don't know what's going on. And so I'm looking for something that is true, you know, that is solid for all time. You know, 80% of Americans say they believe in God. And I believe that a lot of people, even if they say they agree with all this weird stuff that is happening, I think for a lot of people, we're like, man, it just seems like we are living, we're, we're living on a foundation that is absolutely messed up. You know, a number of years ago, uh, Rick Warren wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. And I'm sure that there's probably, probably been a lot, a lot of you who have read that book. And I think it was so popular because here, here's the deal. People are looking for purpose. You know, they, they are looking for, for something that says your life matters, your life counts, and there is a God who is with you. And so I, I look into our text today and I see that there are a couple of men that are going to be mentioned in our text and they are building a home. They are building a life. You know, that, that's, what a, that's what a home is for us. A home is a, it's a place of shelter. It's a place where we can feel protected, where we can sleep. It's a place where we are looking for, for comfort. You know, we can go there and know that we're going to be okay there. Well, they're building a home. Y'all, we need to be building a home spiritually as well for the same reasons. You know, spiritually, I think a lot of people, we want, we want a spiritual home where we can find rest. We want a spiritual home where we can have hope for the future, where we can find comfort. And all those things are, are good things to be seeking for. It is good to have a home. But the two homes that are mentioned in our text, they were different kinds of homes. They were built a little bit differently. And here's the lesson for us, I believe. If, if you're going to build your home and lay your foundation in life spiritually, you better make sure you're building your life spiritually on something that is solid. Because there's going to come a day when the waves of life will come at you, the winds of life will come at you, and the question is, will you be able to stand or will you be blown over? I remember watching a, a special on NBC. It's back when Stone Phillips... That's a great name, but Stone Phillips was a reporter, and he did a story on a lady who was climbing, she was going to climb Mount Everest, and she had already climbed the highest mountains on, on I think, what, what the other six continents, and so she was, this was her last one, and she had a TV crew with her, and as she went there, she hired the two best guides climbing up Everest that there were. And she, she hired them, and she had a group of Americans that were coming with her. Well, one of the guides, when he saw what was going on, he had met the lady, he saw the camera crew there, he thought, if I get her to the top, I'm going to get a lot of good publicity. And so he was determined. He was going to make it to the top. He became so determined that, that he sort of let safety slide. Uh, whenever you're climbing up Everest, and not from personal experience, but from what I hear, is when you're going up there, you have to leave early in the morning because as the day goes on, it's not unusual for st storms to move in. And so you want, to, you want to summit, and then you want to get down as quickly as possible before it gets dark because, you, as you can imagine, being, what, 26,000 feet in the air coming down a mountain at night, yeah, probably not a good idea. Well, they got a late start that morning. 
but the, the guide really pushed them to get up the mountain. And so as they, they got up the mountain, it got later and later in the day, and a storm moved in, and they ended up getting caught not far below the peak of the mountain. And what happened is because they were stuck there, they began to run out of oxygen. And they, they lost their senses, as you can imagine. They didn't know what was going on. Eight people ended up dying on that climb. Now, what, what happened here? Well, the, the lady had placed her faith in a very, as it turned out, unreliable guide. And y'all, spiritually, there's a lot of us who do the exact same thing. You know, we, we are willing to go after so many times ungodly things in life so that we can enjoy pleasure right now. You know, we go after things that that are apart from God. We go after we we, we can go after glory and ego and and uh, material things. And then we look back and we see storms come and then we wonder, well, why, why is it that I've lost my family? Or why is it that my children don't value the basic moral things of life? Well, the, well, that was the mistake that the builder in our text made. It says he was a foolish builder. You know, the word foolish in our text, it means unreflective. I thought that was interesting. A fool is one who is unreflective. The only thing he thinks about is what's right in front of me. He doesn't think about consequences, doesn't think about the future, doesn't think about how his decisions are going to impact life beyond the here and now. He seems to have been fooled into thinking that there would never be any storms. And yet if we live long enough, we, every one of us knows, man, if you live long enough, you know there are times when, when storms just come your way. And so that's why Jesus points out, he said, listen, if you're going to build a life that's going to be firm and stand firm, he said, you have to have a wise builder. Be, be careful in who you choose to build your life. Well, what, what, other, what other thing do we need to stand firm in the midst of life storms? Well, if you need a good builder, it means you're also going to need a good foundation, the right foundation. Verse 24 again, Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and here's the key, and acts on them, will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. So what happens? So those storms of life are going to come. So that the rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew, and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse. Now how come? Because its foundation was on the rock. Now here's the other side. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. It says the storms come, the rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed and its collapse was great. Now the two men in our story, they're both doing the same thing. They're building houses. And I believe both houses, I believe both houses were, were good houses. I'm sure that they were sturdy, they looked nice, they were pretty, all those different things. But it was their location that determined the outcome of everything. Now, now Jesus, when he told this story, this was a very common story in Israel. Israel has a has a lot of mountains in its region. It's an arid country, so whenever it rains. Uh, because that, because it doesn't rain that often, whenever it rains, that rain will rush off of those mountains and they'll go into the plains. And man, it is a, I mean, it comes at you know, like a locomotive. When all that water is coming down, if you haven't built your house well, what do you think happens to your house? It gets plowed over. I mean, that rain will just absolutely, all that water will knock it flat. And so the wise builder, he will go out, and there's a lot of rocks in Israel. And he'll get the rocks, and he'll build his house up on rocks. He'll use the rocks as a foundation for his house. 
So I look at that and I think, you know, that, that's, that's an interesting story to me because whenever I think of the places that are really attractive to build, the places I think many of us would like to live, I think we'd probably be like the guy in our text who is called the foolish builder. I mean, how many of y'all think it would be really neat to have a house at the beach? You know, right, build, build that sucker right on the sand. I think, you know, you see those places like in the Bahamas or, you know, where the water's blue, like Lake Watery. You know, you have your house, you know, right there on that water. And it just lets you think, man, I would love to have my house right there. But, you know, there's, did you know, there's, there's danger that comes with, with building your house in those places that look so nice. Uh, there's an article in the California magazine that says if you want to live in a place that's beautiful, there are major risks that come with it. And I'm not trying to depress y'all, but I just think this is interesting. It says if you desire to live on the coast, the chance of encountering a flood or a hurricane is greatly increased, right? And we know that. Yeah, I, gr- I grew up in Oklahoma. I didn't worry about this. You know, hurricanes didn't hit very often there. Uh, if you desire to live in the mountains, such as in California, it says wildfires are a very real possibility. This California magazine, it says, it is called the real estate paradox. The most desirable places to live are also among the most susceptible. You know, the world will offer us really desirous things. Here's what the world tells us. Live like you want to. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Go after things that make you feel good. And you do that, and you are going to enjoy life. Now, I won't be honest with you. I hear that, and you know what I think? Sounds good. Y'all, I am all about feeling good. I'm all about, you know, not, not ever suffering, not ever denying myself. I am all about going after stuff that just makes me feel good. Now that sounds good, but here's the problem. There's going to be a day when storms come. And if you have built your life on what you want and what you desire, let me tell you something. You are going to get crushed. You know, the motto of realtors is very simple. It's three words. What are they? Come on, y'all. I know we got realtors in here. Laura, you should be standing up screaming this out. Emily, what is it? Location, location, location. It's all that's what real estate's all about. Location, location, location. Do you know the same thing is true spiritually? Location, location, location. That's what matters. Now the question is, where is the location of your spiritual foundation? Is it in is it you? Because if it's you, remember Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto man once to die and then to face the judgment. If your foundation is you and it's built on your deeds and your achievements, when God tests that foundation, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because remember, there's another verse in the Bible, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. So, so the big question is, do you feel comfortable with your foundation? With what you're trusting, entrusting your life to right now? Listen to what Jesus said. In Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of God, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So I, I just want you to seriously consider, what's the foundation in your life? You might say, well, man, I've gone to church my entire life. 
Well, good. I mean, that's, I, I, I'm all for that. I like that. So I've, I've been a Sunday school teacher. That's great when we have people who serve like that. But let me tell you something. If you have never entrusted your life to the leadership of Jesus, you do not have a foundation. You don't have one that will stand. See, if you're going to lay the foundation that withstands the storms of life, you have to have the wise builder. Who's the wise builder? It's Jesus. You have to have the right foundation. What's the right foundation? Y'all, everything in our lives should be built off of God's word. And I say, well, I don't understand everything in there. Well, don't worry, don't worry about the things you don't understand. Once you respond to the things you do understand in this book, that's what I have to do. And so, well, what happens if I do those things? Well, this is the last thing. You will have a home that's built to last. You will have a foundation where you will not be knocked over. Look with me in verse number 25. It's the last verse I'll read. It says, the rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew, and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. Yeah, I, I, would, I, want, a, I want a house like this, right? If storms come, I, I don't want a house that, it's really good when the weather's good, but man, when the, you know, when the storms come, you know, it's just going to collapse on my head. I don't want a house like that. I want one that's going to stand the test of time. You say, well, what happens if I follow after Jesus? How does that pan out for me? Well, it pans out well for you, not just in the short run, but also in the long run. Well, how? Well, if you're anchored down in Jesus, well, let me tell you something. It doesn't, did you know that if you're anchored down in Jesus, death won't shake you? Remember last week? Easter. It's the resurrection. We have that cross over there. It's got the white cloth on it. Jesus is alive. And those who follow him, when death comes your way, and it will, you have victory. A friend of mine told me a story about when he and some friends, they went down to the Bahamas in their, in their boat. He said, we went down there, and he said, we went into a you know, little bay area, and he said, we were going to anchor down in there and spend the night. He said, so we got in there. He said, I dropped, dropped the anchor over. And he said, after I dropped the anchor, he said, I always like to check the anchor. I want to make sure that it's in there well. And he said, so I, I put on my snorkel and mask. And he said, I dove in, went down. And he said, the anchor was in. I pulled on it. He said, it looked good. So I went back up. I uh, said, so that night, we, we went to bed. So we had other boats around us. said, so went to sleep. said, so a storm blew in during the night. He said, I woke up the next morning. And I went and started making coffee. He said, I looked out. He said, there was not a boat around me. He said, I was the only boat there. He said, I look out, and he said, I see all these boats that are slammed up against the shore. And what had happened is that people dropped their anchor, but nobody checked to make sure that it was solidly in the ground. And he said, because my anchor held, I was safe. All right, it, y'all, the same thing is true with Jesus. If, if, you're, if you were anchored in Jesus, there's an old song called The Anchor Holds. It, J- Jesus does not shift. He is firm. He saw there's a verse, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a foundation. When you place your life in him, he is anchored in and he's not moving. And that means you won't move either. Revelation 3, 5 says, He who overcomes, this is what Jesus said, He who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white. 
And Jesus said, I will never blot his name out of the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and his angels. You are forever God's. Don't you want your life to be able to withstand the storms of life? Because y'all, let me tell you something, it might be a, it's a good day today that there are storms that will come. There are winds that will blow, and Jesus says, come to me. Anchor your life in me, and you will not be moved. You will stand firm regardless of what the world says, regardless of what comes your way. You'll be safe in him. So what do we need to stand firm in life's storms? You need a wise builder, the right foundation. You do that, you're going to have a home that is built to last. So we'll close this way. Where's your foundation? Do you have a home that's built to last? You say, I'm not sure. That's okay. You can be sure today. So let's close this way. If you would, just want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And there might be some of you who say, you know what? I would like to know that my foundation is solid. That I am anchored in to Jesus. And if you would like to know that, here's what you do. Just simply, where you're seated, you can pray and talk to God yourself. And just simply pray and say, Heavenly Father, I know this. I know that I have sinned against you, and I ask you to forgive me. And I believe that you died on a cross and that you rose from the grave. And Jesus, I want to place my life in your hands, the one who had victory over sin and death, and I ask you to apply that to my life as well. Save me. Now, if you did that, let us know. What you can do is you can take your bulletin out. You can open it up. There's a contact form. Fill it out. Put your name on there. Check on it. Say, I commit my life to Christ today. You tear it out, and and there's a box, a couple of boxes at the exits, and you can just slide them in that box, and we can get you some information in the mail about growing in a walk with Jesus. We desire that for you. Others of you are, are believers, but maybe over time, your vision has drifted away from the things of God. And you just feel like you're just sort of you're just sort of riding the waves. And maybe there's some uncertainty in your life right now. Hey, let me encourage you to do something. Why don't you take time to just simply talk to God right now and pray to Him and just simply say, Jesus, man, I, I've drifted from you. God, forgive me. Lord, today I'm reaching out to you. And I want to I want to rededicate my life to living for you again. Do you know if you do that? Do you know God? God is a is a is a as a father who wants to welcome you home, and He'll receive that from you. Ask Him to restore the joy of your salvation today, Heavenly Father. We are grateful for Your Word. We are grateful that You are a God who loves people. We are grateful that You lay a foundation for us that can never be moved. And Jesus, I thank you more than anything, that Christ is enough. And I pray this in Jesus' name.